0: Look today at John 15, verses 1 through 5. Jesus says to us, I, the Word, am the true vine. You see, we have to understand that before Jesus came to this earth in the flesh, He was the Word. He existed from the beginning. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. At one point in time, Jesus came to the earth in the form of a man in order to suffer and die for us. And we are saved through him. But when you see the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You can't be thinking in terms of a physical body of a human being who came at the beginning of the A.D. century. You have to be thinking of the Word. The Lord is my shepherd. The Word is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not want. So we see Jesus as he was in the beginning with God, the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, John chapter 1. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. How did God create the heaven and the earth? He created it by the Word. Let there be light, and there was light. So therefore, we know that everything was created by the Word. All things were made by Him, the Word, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him, the Word, was life, and the life was the light of men. Now back to John chapter 15. Jesus says, I, the Word, am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the Word, which I have spoken to you. Today Jesus speaks to us by the Holy Spirit of God who lives in us. If you doubt that he lives in us, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 2 Corinthians 13. Because Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 that Jesus lives in us except we be reprobate. So Jesus in the form of the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Now why is that important? Because he shows us the way to go and he shows us godliness and righteousness and gives us the word to show us exactly what to do. Therefore, we are made clean through that word given by the Holy Spirit as we choose that word and go in that way. I'll give you an example of this. Several years ago, I had been... Meditating in a verse of scripture which was called to my mind by the Holy Spirit. I was meditating in it because when you meditate in a scripture, often you have the power to actually do the scripture. That scripture is in Ephesians chapter 4. It's verse 29. The Apostle Paul says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I'd been looking at that verse of scripture for several days. I went across the street to visit with my neighbors. That was the year Mrs. Clinton was running for president. And I thought the election was so interesting in several ways, if she should be elected. It's not that I was for her to be president. It was just that I wondered what would they call Mr. Clinton, first man instead of the first lady. I just wondered how this would work out. So I found it interesting. I do not vote. I do not consider that I want to support either candidate. God does not tell us we have to vote. That's the idea of human beings. God tells us to pray for the man who's in authority or the woman who's in authority. And that I do try to do occasionally, as they are called to my attention. But if I choose one side over the other, I, I really don't feel that either side is truly godly and or ever has been. They're just human beings. I don't want to attach myself to the ungodly. I don't so therefore I don't keep up with the news prior to an election and I don't investigate either candidate. I'm not for either candidate. But I found that election interesting that year because I just couldn't figure out how this was going to work out. If Mrs. Clinton was elected, what are we going to call Mr. Clinton? First lady? First man? And little silly things like that caught my attention. I had been hearing the newscast more about the elections, and they stir you up a little bit. So I got to my neighbor's house that night, and was talking to them, and I had this overwhelming desire to ask them, and what do you think about the election? Now let me ask you, if I say something like that, is it going to edify the people in the way of God? Is it going to minister grace to the hearer? Is it going to do what Paul said to do in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29? Absolutely not. It's going to stir up evil if I ask that. But oh, I wanted so badly to ask it. But I remembered this scripture. So I can either ask this question that I want to ask, or I can do this scripture. I finally just got up and went home without asking the question. Job once said he had just put his hand over his mouth to keep from speaking. In this particular case, the Spirit of God overcame my own flesh. And when you go in the way of the Spirit of God, and you don't let your flesh speak what you want to speak, you suffer in the flesh this is what it means to suffer in the flesh you don't let the flesh rule and have its own way you control it by the spirit the flesh is always there waiting to take over it never improves it is flesh and it does the works of the flesh which we read about in Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 it tells us what the works of the flesh are it tells us very clearly paul tells us what the flesh will do if we let it do it galatians chapter 5 started verse 19 the apostle paul says now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And in verse 16, Paul says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the things the Spirit has told you, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that night I got a real strong taste of this. What I wanted to say is what my flesh wanted to say. What the Spirit wanted me to say was something totally different from that, and not to say this thing. Sometimes, when I have been in that position, I've recognized what's about to happen. The flesh is trying to take over. And I've said to God, Please help me. Please don't let me say this. That night, the scripture was called to my attention by the Spirit of God. And I had the choice between doing the Scripture or letting my own flesh do what it wanted to, which was to speak the words, and what do you think about the election, which will set the people on fire and bring forth much evil. The opposite from what the Scripture said to do. And I chose to leave their house because I could feel how strong my own flesh was. And I didn't dare stay there with them and let the flesh overcome the spirit. So I just shut the door on the flesh by leaving the house. Do whatever you have to do. Concerning fornication, Paul said, Flee fornication! Flee! Get up and leave! Run away! Do what you have to do to escape it. But since then, I've learned also, in the midst of the temptation, ask God not to let you do it or say it. And he will. He'll keep you, he'll keep you safe. The problem is, we want to do the thing. <laughs> so it's a struggle between our flesh and the spirit. Back to John 14, verses 1 through 5. Jesus says, I, the Word, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman, every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, live in my word, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Abide in him, abide in the word. Abide in that word given you by the Holy Spirit. Take it and meditate on it day and night that it will give you the power to go in the way of God. If it's in the form of a dream, keep that dream before you. God gave me a dream about a year ago that some dirty, filthy cats had gotten into my house. And I took a broom handle and encouraged them to leave my house. I didn't hit them. I just shoot them out. And then I turned around and they were right back in my house. And then God showed me that two women, one, an older woman, was letting those cats into my house. And I realized I was the older woman who was letting them into my house. And I was doing it by inviting people in that I shouldn't in the sense that they call themselves a Christian, but they didn't follow God. And I was being friendly to them and inquiring, how are you doing? Well, I knew how they were doing. If they wouldn't follow God, they're not going to be doing well. You make overtures to people that you should not make overtures to. You entangle yourself with people who are having trouble. People who say they are Christians who are having trouble. You get entangled with them. And that's how I was letting these people into my house. So I had to stop doing that. See, God cleansed me by the word that he gave me in the form of a dream and showed me that I was the one opening the door and leaving the doors open for these people to be friendly and come into my house. And then they were entangling me with their problems when they should be going to God with their problems. They say they're Christians, let them do Philippians chapter Four verses 6 and 7 if they're a Christian be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God take every problem to God in prayer one thing after another and keep yourself every day by doing this is there anything at all that concerns you today If so, you haven't settled it with God in prayer. Take it to God and just pour your heart out in front of Him. This troubles me. Please help me. Or if you have a request, let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But you must not let people who identify themselves as Christians into your house, keeping a relationship with them, being outgoing and asking them how they're doing and entangling yourself with their problems. You must not do that if they will not do Philippians 4, 6, 7. I can give you a concrete example of this one. My cousin, who's been a Church of Christ member all her life, was 97 years old when she did this. She told me her husband died 10 years earlier, and she said, Oh, I do very well during the day, but at night I get so lonely. So I was very excited when she said that. I said, Oh, if you'll just call out to God when you start to get lonely and just ask him to help you, he will. He will. A week or two later, I got a letter from this cousin, and she said, I do very well in the day, but I just get so lonely at night. See, she wouldn't do the scripture. God was working with me at that time on another scripture in Titus chapter 3. Verses 10 and 11, those were the scriptures God was working with me on. A man that is an heretic... After the first and second admonition, reject him. If you warn him once or twice, and he will not submit to the power of truth, the scriptures, and he continues in his own way, reject him, just don't have anything to do with him again. Verse 11, Knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself by what he does well in this case my cousin would not do the scriptures she had a way of escape in front of her her life could have been very different if she had done Philippians 4 6 when she started to get lonely in the evening if she had cried out to God for help he would have helped her but she wouldn't do it then she comes back to me two weeks later the same thing. She's in the same condition she was in before. I have to just grit my teeth and do Titus chapter 3. A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject. After you've warned them once or twice, you just have to walk away from them. Knowing that he that is such is subverted and sent being condemned of himself. Oh, this was a really, really important concept for me to develop in myself. And I developed it by meditating on these scriptures day and night for weeks and weeks and weeks and trying to live by them, doing them. When we do that, we bring forth much fruit because we're abiding in the vine, in the Word of God, doing what the Word of God says. Allowing the Word of God to rule over what we want to do, over our own flesh. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Word of God. Keep it before you day and night. Meditate in it. Allow it to lead you. Allow it to rule over your flesh. Follow that Word, the instruction of that Word. And you keep it before you day and night. Both of these are sections of scripture that were called to my attention by the Holy Spirit. And that's what's important, is latching on to that scripture that is called to your mind by the Holy Spirit that is illuminated to you when you read the Bible. And do that scripture. And keep it before you until you are solidly doing it. And that is what we must do to go in the way of God. And we overcome our own flesh and we cause our flesh to suffer when we do the word of God because it wants to do something else. It wants to visit with your cousin. It wants to be friendly with your cousin who disobeys the word of God while being a Christian. That's what your flesh wants to do. Your flesh wants to speak about elections to people because mainly you want to tell them your ideas. That's why you do that. You're not so interested in what they say with a question like that. You're just wanting an opening to speak what you think. Well, we control our flesh by the Scriptures, by the Word of God, and go in the way of the Word of God and keep that flesh from rising up. It will rise up, but we keep it under control We keep it crucified. That's why Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with the word. My flesh is crucified by allowing the word to rule over it. That's what he meant. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.